Hi everyone, and welcome to the Practice Growth with Praz podcast. I'm your host, Praz Murthy, CFO and co-founder at Dr. Multimedia, where for the last 10 years, I've been helping practices grow all across the country. We started this podcast so we could dive deeper into the issues around practice growth, from online marketing to the way you run your business. We know doctors are busy people and you don't have a lot of time to study these kinds of topics, so we're hoping this audio podcast makes it really easy to stay up to date with what's going around the country. We'll be interviewing top doctors, successful practice managers, and other experts in the field. Without further ado, let's get started. And hello, everyone, and welcome to season two of the Practice Growth with Praz podcast. Uh, we are back and better than ever here at Dr. Multimedia. And of course, uh, everyone that works on the Practice Growth with Praz podcast, we are so excited. Um, season one was a huge hit. A lot of content went out. Uh, we were all over the place in terms of the topics that we wanted to explore. We ended on an incredible high note with Dr. Watts coming to visit us in person here at the office. Uh, so we took a little time to rebuild, retool. Uh, you'll notice some new equipment if you're watching the video version of this. Um, and we're really excited to get back into it. Um, you know, the, the first season was such an experiment and such an overwhelming success that uh, we can't thank everyone enough that did listen to those episodes. If you haven't yet, if this is the first time you're hearing us, uh, make sure to look us up on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify and you can see um, season one and check it out as we covered all the basics. So, you know, funny enough, uh, despite having all of the off-season, if you will, to brainstorm for what we were going to talk about this season, I actually didn't do any prep work for uh, episode one of season two. You know, I figured just between where the day goes, uh, between all the different things that we can choose from, we really don't have to script it out like you do when you've done 10 or 11 of these in a row um, and you're trying to build up more content. So, Really just want to focus on kind of what's changed, what's been developing over the last couple months, what we've learned, uh, some of the feedback that we've gotten from our listeners and our subscribers. And again, we can't thank you enough if you're one of those. And we're, uh, we're so excited to be doing this again. So let me just actually start with uh, what just happened around here at the Dr. Multimedia headquarters. If you don't know, we're located in beautiful La Jolla, California, which is a part of San Diego uh, on the UTC area, if you know the city. Uh, where we are now over a team of 60, I think, the last we counted, uh, here in the office uh, that are bring, working on digital marketing, uh, explaining these topics to doctors, helping your practices run more smoothly. Our videographers have been flying all around the country interviewing our top doctors, and we can't wait to share a lot of that information with you all. Uh, but just moments ago, I actually got off a uh, phone call with an optometrist who specializes in vision therapy, and his story was actually one that I'm hearing more and more of uh, lately, and I have my theories as to why and be curious what you all think as well but without giving away all of his personal information um in short uh he was trained in vision therapy uh, he's been working as an optometrist you know out in el paso texas where he was studying and now he's on the verge of moving to houston and he's you know kind of been in a little bit of a rut he's been working for someone else at the practice making ends meet obviously you have student loans to pay off and things like that and um, he knew he wasn't doing what he ultimately wanted to do, which was to have a vision therapy practice. Uh, but he also understands that there's probably a few steps between where he is now and where he's going to be. So 
His plan uh, is to move to Houston in a couple of months here. And when he gets there, uh, rather than just fall back into the same routine and be working five days a week and then hoping to build your dreams, you know, on the other two, uh, he wants to be a little more tactical about it. So the theory, of course, you know, which it always is until you go into practice is maybe work for a corporation, a lens crafters, a big uh, company or an optical store practice, whatever the case may be. Work there a couple days a week, maybe two to three days a week, have some predictable income, but more importantly, protect his time so that he can actively work on what he wants to do, which is bringing vision therapy to the Houston area, uh, exploring all the different ways that vision therapy can help his community, whether it's schools or sports, occupational therapy. Uh, There's so many areas of life that that can touch. He wants to get out there, introduce himself, build connections, uh, grow a, a following, grow a clientele. And yes, his dream is to open up a vision therapy practice, brick and mortar, you know, have walls, have his name on the building. But he's not completely in control of that plan, right? A bank has to be willing to lend him the money. He probably needs more than just financing. He probably needs equipment, probably needs connections, a staff payroll, you know, all of those things add up really quick when you're talking about moving to a city that you've never, that you don't live in and just setting up shop. So the reason I say I've been hearing this more and more is I kind of, I kind of call this a, a softer way of launching a practice. You know, the, the usual way you go to the bank with a business plan, you get funding, the bank approves you for X amount of dollars, you buy what you can in the way of leasing a space, equipment, signage, cabinetry, paint, you hire some people, you open the doors and you hope someone comes in, right? As Dr. Watts says, that's the biggest fear of any new business owner is where am I going to get my customers from? Well, another approach that's not as traditional to building a practice, actually, I first saw from the mobile veterinary side, you know, a lot of veterinarians out there doing great jobs, maybe working at a Banfield or a VCA during the day. And then slowly they would start to see people, you know, either mobily or in their homes, concierge vet, or maybe start off with um, end of life care, or euthanasia, build relationships in their community, have regular clientele, get some revenue coming in the door. And then when they feel comfortable and they know they have enough money to at least survive for a few months, make the leap from their traditional employment setting to go ahead and pursuing this full time. And oftentimes you see those mobile veterinarians quickly invest in like a full fledged mobile suite. Um, in a van or more and more, I've seen them use their running start to launch a brick and mortar practice. And I imagine the banks are much happier to lend to them when they can see some revenue coming in. And they also can go into it with a lot of confidence. You know, risk is probably the biggest factor when starting your business. How much risk can you take on your risk tolerance, who you have to support your family, your kids, uh, you know, are you responsible for them? So not everyone has the same ability to take risk. And one way to mitigate risk is to have a little bit of a following built up. Now you convert into brick and mortar. And now you have at least some clients coming in the door and you're converting that income into that. And then, of course, you, you scale from there. So anyways, back to our example. Um, this doctor is planning on moving out to the Houston area. 
Uh, he's working on all the things you would expect him to be working on right now when someone is at their peak, you know, state of excitement about the future. Last couple months in El Paso, prepping for Houston. He's got himself a logo. He bought himself a domain name. And of course, he took it upon himself to go ahead and call Dr. Multimedia uh, because of our presence in the vision therapy space, you know, and all the people that we work with there. He had heard of us. So, you know, it, it all sounds well put together when I tell it in reverse, but when he first called us, he didn't really have any of that hashed out. He just knew he wanted to do something, and he knew if he didn't make some kind of drastic change that nothing was really going to be any different in Houston than it was in El Paso. So, of course, with our consultation, with our experience, we helped him piece together this idea that I've shared with you, which is, okay, you can't control the brick and mortar situation right now. You can't control how fast the banks are going to lend you money. You can't even control sometimes what the banks will let you spend money on. So let's not worry about any of that because I can't help you in any of those areas. But let's talk about what you can control. And what you can control right now is your online presence, your marketing. Uh, you know, I hate to use the term personal brand because I think social media has ruined it. But in this case, he can build his own brand. And by that, I mean, he can build up himself as a doctor, as a professional, as a person that has helped other people solve their problems and improve their lives. He can have all of those resources together. He can put them on a website and the website can have his name on it or he can have his LLC name on it or he can have his future hopeful business name on it, right? It doesn't matter, but he can build all of that now with our help. Uh, he can get it on and now he has a central resource. So when he gets to Houston, he can put a website on his business card. When he calls schools introducing himself, he can give them a website to refer to. When he talks to other optometrists in the area and tries to schedule lunch and learns or lectures where he's going to feed them all if they come in you know, to the space that he's renting, he can run that through a website. Uh, when he calls uh, different corporations that he might be reaching out to to see if anyone's suffering from problems, he can help. You know, he really is going to have to take that almost like tutor, personal trainer, mobile vet uh, approach where you're just pounding the pavement and you're building business. And I think what I shared with him that really got him to act, you know, and start this process was that. Look, when you get to Houston and you're working three days a week, those other two to four days a week need to be 100% invested in building your business. You can't be burning time when you're there working on the website, posting on your social media, developing the logo, filing for your LLC, right? All of that you can do now from El Paso before you move and open up your time when you get there to network, to build connections, to introduce yourself to, uh, as Gary V would say, to eat dirt, you know, for as long as it takes uh, while you're building this up and you have some steady income. And I think what's really authentic these days is that the website and his social media can tell the story of all of this and can tell you about his journey. It can document his move from El Paso to Houston. It can show him 
reaching out to these places. It can show his failures. I think people actually respond to that now more than ever. The internet and Instagram don't have to be a place for just successes. I see people get more engagement from failures um, that they share open and honestly than anything else because we all identify that as real. But, you know, I'm digressing a little bit. So, the idea is he can share the story, he can talk about his new practice, his hopes and dreams, document success as it happens, share what's going on as he builds clientele, and now two things are going to happen. He is going to reach that point where he's ready to open the brick and mortar, whether just because the bank sent him the check or because he has a big enough following that he's leaving his full-time job, either way. And he can flip that website. He can keep all the same information on there and now attach to it a physical address, some office hours. And if he has any associates or if he's getting together in a group, combine all of that and you're good to go. You don't have to start from scratch and you benefit from all the content, all the SEO, all the effort and the energy that you'd put into along the way. And I think more importantly, in my opinion, when he's there trying to sell himself and his services to anyone that will listen, when someone visits his website or checks out his social media, he's going to have a lot more instant credibility rather than going to a website with no information or going to a social media page with one post because he just got to Houston. They're going to see months worth of content, posts, thoughtfulness, videos, all the things he can do when he has the time right now, and like I said, is at the peak level of excitement. I can't stress enough how much more work you get done when you're revved up and excited about something versus how little work you get done when you're beaten down every day and it's nine o'clock at night and you've been going for 12 hours and you need to be up early. Those aren't the prime hours to get work done, to have new ideas and to stay energized. You know, that's when you want to rest. Right now, uh, he's ready to go. You know, I'm, I'm pretty impressed uh, that he had the foresight to call a real company. You know, most people in that situation just try to do it themselves. You know, DIY uh, type projects, build your own website, get the basics going. And what they sacrifice is a lot of time. Uh, and they gain experience, but they gain it in the wrong ways. They're not aspiring web developers and designers, so I don't know why they are wasting valuable time getting that experience when for $75 a month or whatever the case may be, you could have a professional company do it. So what he's doing is he's accelerating the process, and then I think what he would tell you even after just one day of talking to us is that the expertise that we're able to bring to the table for him is now actually going to be able to guide him through his journey and through this process and will save him from making a lot of the mistakes that our clients have made in the past because he gets the benefit from experience, information, um, and and just anecdotes you know, that he can take and try to decide what to make his own. And then, of course, he will provide all of those things for us for future doctors to come. So it's a really neat circle, really excited about it. Um, I was actually late to the podcast filming because I was finishing up a conversation with a new doctor. So it was the first thing on my mind. But uh, the reason I decided to dedicate, you know, episode one of our second season is I see this all across the board. Uh, it doesn't have to be someone moving from one city to another, although that's a great way to have a clean start. But 
I see a lot of students now, you know, on Instagram. Most of the followers of at Practice Growth Pros are actually medical students, which, you know, I think some of my colleagues might scoff at, but I love it because, you know, who are going to be the new doctors in five to 10 years? Uh, I'm not going to wait to get a hold of them then. I want them to know who I am now. Um, and they're really responding to the content that we're putting out because I think we're one of the few people talking about what it takes to run a practice and market a practice. And these are things that you want to figure out well before you ever do it uh, because it's not for everyone um, and it's scary and it can help to have a partner in those kinds of things. And at the very least, you should stack up as much free information as you can while you're kind of thinking it through. So I see a a, a lot of medical students starting to share their path and their journey and what it's like to be in medical school and developing their pres- their profession. And then as they go on to residency and then as they get their first associate job, you know, at Neasy Smiles, if you're listening, uh, you're one of the first people I think of, you know, is watching your first day of work and your first case and your first extraction and, you know, all the, all the thoughts you were sharing because it really helps me understand the mindset of people going through this for the first time. And I have no doubt that uh, you're going to be sharing all of those things when you open your practice for the first time. And I hope you remember, oh, you know, a lot of the lessons that we've tried to share. Uh, and obviously, if we can help you, you know, you can reach out anytime. You already know that. So that uh, idea of sharing from before you start and the Internet gives you the unique ability to do that. You know, you wouldn't put out TV commercials a year before you had your own practice. You wouldn't have radio spots. You wouldn't do direct mail for a practice opening three years from now. But you can do all of these things online. You can market yourself. And again, I hate to use the word personal brand, but that's kind of what I mean. I, I mean more building your reputation as a doctor, as a professional, as someone who knows what they're doing, someone who cares about what they're doing, someone who's had successes and failures. You can share all of that on something as simple as yourname.com. And now you're in control of your online presence. If you go to work for an associate for a while, as an associate for a while at a bigger practice, and they don't want you marketing, no problem. You hit the pause button on your personal ventures while you work as an associate. Um, if you partner up with someone, whatever the case may be, the internet is so flexible. You know, you can take your name.com and you can redirect it to the new website for the group practice that you launched. And all the people that were used to following you on one space will be able to follow you in the next. And I think this really makes things a longer arc, which I think is important in marketing. And more importantly to me, it lets all of you young, ambitious, excited doctors, it lets you start now. Like literally no matter where you are in the pro- in the progression of your career, you can start this now and you can build what you want out of the future. And then it's just a matter of putting in the time and paying your dues to get there. And this is something that no one can take away from you as opposed to waiting until you're on the edge of your practice opening and then launching all of these things and trying to figure out all of these things for the first time. I mean, of course, you're going to uh, you know, need to make a lot of changes and adjustments um, to to what you're marketing out there and what you're presenting. But 
it'll be so much easier and you'll be so much more used to it. And you'll be shocked at the following that you'll have up into that point. And I mean, imagine you're a medical student sharing your what it's like you know, to be in your position. If you do a good job, you're going to have hundreds, if not thousands of other medical students tuning in. And you're all going to go through this together because what the content you're putting out is probably going to be most relevant for them. And as you're older, you'll probably get younger students following you. And so it's this cyclical nature of what social media seems to be right now, which is people getting to share in the experiences and the journey of other people. I think a lot of times if people like you or maybe people one step ahead of where you want to be, it seems to be a really great learning tool if you use it correctly to understand what did it take for someone to get to the next level from where I'm at? What did it take someone to get to the level of success that I want to be at? What sacrifice was involved? What mistakes did they make? Uh, at least the people that I follow on social media, that's what they're constantly sharing and that's what I'm constantly looking out for. So, it's this idea of no matter who you are, associate doctor, uh, doctor stuck in a corporate setting, uh, biz, you know, a partner in a business where you really want to be out there on your own, obviously students, you know, we've talked at length about that, or people just in between careers. If your goal is to someday have your own practice or your own company or, you know, whatever version of that's going to be your spe special blend of talents, you do want to start now, and I think uh, what everyone would advocate as a reason to start now is that you'll actually figure out along the way how seriously you want to do this. You know, uh, being a business owner myself, um, having started companies that have failed, having started companies that have been successful at a low level, now, of course, uh, being successful with Dr. Multimedia at a high level and also working on everything that will come next. Um, you know, the this idea of that it's for everyone or that if you just work hard enough or if you sacrifice enough, like none of those things by themselves are going to get you anywhere. It's the totality of everything. And along the way, you really find out if you want this. You know, when a business is just an idea, it's this theory in your head, it's the grass is always greener phenomenon, right? Everything's so perfect. You own your own practice. Things function the way that you want. You don't have to deal with any of the crap of your boss or the corporations. And you can practice medicine the way it was meant to be practiced. Everything is just roses when it's theoretical. And it seems so great. And you just long for the time that you're going to get there. Well, there's a reason corporations run the way they run. There's a reason medicine is going through what it's going through right now. And the best medical decision isn't always the decision that gets made. There's a reason your boss is like that or staff is a treated certain way. It's because oftentimes along the journey from where you are now in the theoretical to, you know, actual Things happen, experiences shape people, lessons are learned, they start making one decision, which leads to another decision, which leads to another decision, which ends you up at a certain path. And you can't always see that connection when you're at the very beginning. So as you go through it, and you fight the battles that you want to fight, and you stick to your principles, and you understand now why other people had caved in in the past, you really get to learn whether you have the resolve, or the desire, or the toughness, or even the risk tolerance or the stomach 
for all of the things you were dreaming about doing, as opposed to, like I said, getting a check from a bank, opening the doors, and then figuring all of this out on the fly when you're already um, in debt a half a million dollars to medical school, and now another half a million dollars to launch your practice. And guess what? If you figure out now that it's not for you, it's probably too late because you've got a million dollars to pay off and you probably need to run the business. Maybe you hire a manager or something so that you can focus on the medicine, but you've got to pay it back and it's not really any different than the situation that you started in. You know, we see that all the time and obviously we don't want that for anyone, but it happens every day. So documenting, sharing the journey, marketing yourself, marketing your concept, your dreams, your ambitions along the way will help you learn a lot about yourself, and it gets the mission out so much sooner. I mean, all of you that are listening, you have such a unique opportunity at this phase of, I don't know what you want to call it, the world, internet, internet marketing, social media. We're in this really unique time where you have the same platform that everyone has, right? No, no one really has an edge on you in terms of social media platform other than people who did it started way earlier than you. And so they have a bigger following now, but they still have to produce quality content. They still have to do a good job for years to come or those followings will disappear. And so as far as I know, there's never been this even footing between someone who's just starting and someone who's been around for 35 years, um, other than starting now and doing it early and doing the best you can and not stopping you know, anytime soon, which is why you see us doing exactly what we're doing. So you want to take advantage of that in whatever capacity you can. Consistency is by far the hardest thing to do. I don't think there's any question that, that keeping up with it, it's easy to do it when you're excited, like I talked about, but keeping up with it, doing when you're not excited, doing it when you have other things that you need to do as well, finding the time, making the time. Those are the tests, in my opinion, that are going to help you figure out you know, what path you should take. And you draw a following with you along the way. And that's what I mean by what a unique time. I don't think you ever had the opportunity as a doctor to have a thousand or 1500 or 2000 people in your community know all about you, follow you and like you before your doors are even open for business. You know, I, in my opinion, that is a now, you know, a new opportunity that's available to people and they're using it. And we see people in their first or second or third year of owning a practice just kicking the crap out of practices that have been down the street for 30 years because those practices just didn't change. Um, or adapt, or they got comfortable, or whatever the case may be. Maybe there's just more people in the community now, but we regularly see savvy doctor, practice owner, business owner, you know, individuals come in and have quick success. Um, and I like to think it's because that they they got this running start. So that said, Joe, how are we doing on time? Twenty-five. Okay, cool. Not bad. Um, so that's, you know, the main sentiment that I want to share with you all. And I hope that it kind of captures a little bit of what season two is all about. Again, if you haven't listened to season one, please do. I think it was 20 something episodes on, you know, the basics of online marketing, what goes into a good website, what goes into social media, what are some free social media ideas that'll generate engagement, uh, Google AdWords, talking to Dr. Watts, uh, the list goes on and on. I listened to them all you know, when they came out and, and a lot of them blend together even to me, but all your basics, you know, your, 
your online marketing 101 going to be in season one. Please listen through it. If you have questions, let me know. If you think something wasn't explained that well, I'd love to revisit it in uh, in season two. But also my hope for this is to kind of expand um, both wider so that we can reach more people and also dig a little bit deeper. So I know it's a lofty goal to go wider and deeper, but to dig deeper into um, the stories of our clients. You know, we did a really general cursory treatment in season one just to get the information out there. Now, like today, you know, it happened right before we filmed, and so I scrapped the original plan and share actual stories. Because what I'm hoping is that uh, those of you that are listening, um, that you will hear a story. Maybe it wasn't today's story. You know, maybe it won't be next episode story, but one of these stories will come along that will really speak to you or that you will connect with and that we can help you in that way, as opposed to just providing you information that you can study and master and do all of this stuff, you know, on your own. So, so that's the goal. That's what um, this season's going to be all about. You know, we'll try to keep the stories rolling. Uh, we'll keep the success stories going. I mean, I'm just talking about new stories. If we go back into the archives and talk about things that have happened in the past, uh, we'll be doing this for many seasons to come. But I also want to stay current, and I want to understand what doctors are thinking, aspiring doctors, uh, existing doctors, you know, doctors at the end of their careers, what they're thinking and how the internet and social media are affecting them and how that's different than the past. Because I know, I know you don't learn any of this in medical school. You probably don't even learn it in business school. Those of you that were, you know, studious enough to get an MD and an MBA, which I've seen more of lately. Um, and none of this is taught and is all learned on the job. And I think that we have a unique opportunity to share it with you. And I think that's what's really exciting. And I think that's what's got the team going when it comes to content creation is getting a little more personal uh, with it and in turn helping as many people as we can. And we obviously, we encourage you to reach out. Um, if this is your first time listening, of course, you can follow me at Practice Growth Pros. Pros is P-R-A-S. I'm Pros Murthy, of course, a CFO and co-founder of Dr. Multimedia. Also, be sure to follow us at Dr. Multimedia or visit DrMultimedia.com. We are a medical marketing agency for doctors, uh, mostly private practices out there. As you learned today, even individual doctors that are looking to break in can be marketing themselves. Uh, we can help you no matter what your needs, uh, your small practice, your huge practice, uh, no budget, tons of budget, running Google AdWords, not. doesn't really matter. We have a level of service for you. We, everything we do here is customized. Uh, we can tailor our package to your exact needs. So if you're interested, if you like what you've heard, if um, you're inspired by what you heard, just give us a call, you know, 1-800-679-3309 or visit us at drmultimedia.com. Send us a quick message. We'll reach back out. If you mentioned you heard me on the podcast, I'll call you personally. Uh, I'd be happy to do that and um, speak to you directly. But more importantly than that, just know that we exist and that we are here to help for anyone that's struggling with this stuff. And if you're like most of my listeners, you're probably a few years away from having to deal with these challenges and we'll be here um, for you when you are. Um, of course, Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Anchor, I think Matt was trying to tell me to mention the other day, uh, really all the different avenues. But if you Google Practice Growth with Pros or you go to DrMultimedia.com, you can, you can see the episodes of the podcast there. Just go to the drop-down menus and take a look. And so, yeah, thank you so much again. Um, I really do want to say a genuine heartfelt thanks for everyone that made season one happen, not just the people that worked on it, but also the people that listened to it, the people that shared it. 
all the LinkedIn comments and likes. Um, you know, we see them all. Uh, they all mean a lot. We try not to, to uh, dwell on them too much. But uh, we definitely noticed them and we appreciate them. And you guys gave us, you know, kind of the the kick in the butt that we needed to make sure that we uh, got better, that we took a little bit of time off to improve, evaluate and come back stronger. Um, you know, sneak peek next week, we're going to have another special guest uh, coming in, talking to us about uh, his successful practice. So we're picking up right where we left off with Dr. Watts. And I know I got a lot of great feedback about the um, two-person setting on the podcast. You know, I think I'm great and I can ramble for hours on end, but I know it's nice to have another voice on there as well. So we're going to mix in as much of that as we can um, this season. So yeah, everyone out there, it's so good to be back. I'm very excited to be in this chair and have this fancy new microphone and uh, to be coming to you all uh, live if you're watching on social media. I didn't say hello at the beginning, but uh, to be contributing again. So uh, welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any comments, thoughts, you know, get uh, message us on Instagram, post on our Facebook, send us a message through the website. Love to hear it. Love to incorporate it. And of course, we wish our newest client uh, the best of luck in his ventures in Houston. Uh, we'll be there every step of the way for you. So um, until next time, guys, uh, this is Praz. Have a great one. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Practice Growth with Praz. I'm your host, Praz Murthy, and if you have any questions or comments, please visit us at drmultimedia.com. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're constantly sharing new content as part of our mission to take online marketing topics and make them relevant to your practice. And if you like what you heard, please tell a friend and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks so much for listening and we can't wait to do it again.